this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick-form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our podcast where we talk to Windermere agents who have power strategies, uh, who have creative ideas and successful routines where they're helping their clients uh, to live the lives they want to live. And they're also creating phenomenal work-life balance. And I am so excited today because I have Laura Ann Turner with us. Laura Ann, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm terrific. Thanks for asking. Um, hey, Lauren, for our listeners, uh, I met you the first time ever in a Ninja installation back when you were just getting started in real estate. Was that was that was that in 2018? Yes, 2018. So five years ago, yeah, I right. met you. I'm in Utah, but I flew up to go to Spokane, Washington is where I did my first Ninja installation. And I had had my license for about nine months eight months nine months nine months or eight months and uh and then i re- and then you you've taken ninja three times i have <laughs> no i love it i mean i and i think that's amazing and i want to want to weave that into our talk today totally because i think it's great and by the way for our listeners today uh kind of the the premise of this talk is a couple of things one is uh, the power of being so great that you can't be denied and also the power of process and systems and consistency and and, and i just want to say um, Laura Ann, that uh, in in watching you over these five years and seeing your business, uh, I've seen that you've implemented things. And the other thing too is you 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 take systems that aren't that complicated and you implement them and you run with them and you don't overthink it. Yes. Uh, and and I think that's a critical piece because I see a lot of agents in our industry, they overthink it or they talk themselves out of doing some of the things that we're going to talk about today that you do so well. And then they wonder why they don't have the the return or they don't have the business that they want to have. It's because they're they're getting in their own way. Right. Yeah. It's what yeah. I probably see the most for new agents. And uh, and one of the things I, I want to just touch on here, just to kind of let our listeners understand. So you're in Layton, Utah, is where you are. That's where you that's where you operate your business out of. Yeah. Um, a couple things. Um, we coached early on. So you started coaching with me early on, and I remember on there you had you had some things on your life list at that time. You were gonna uh, you were gonna hike the Grand Canyon, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, you were gonna maybe find the love of your life. Yes. And you were gonna host a family reunion. So uh, here we are. Let's fast forward to where we are today, 2023. Uh, tell me what's happened. Well, I did host a family reunion. That's so exciting. I did hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim, 26 miles. We did it in one day. 
and I'm engaged to be married. I know, right? That's so amazing. Yeah, I'm, it's so pretty fun. Yeah, I know. It's it's amazing when you when you start checking things off your life list and you start living that life to its full capacity in the now and not you know so many people well someday or I hope but you you do it you do it well yeah and I you know it's all of these principles that you learn in ninja that are so helpful and I think people hesitate to go to ninja because they like think it's just related to real estate but it is really all-encompassing of like living a better life and I want to say like a higher level life and it was when I went to that, that I just, you know, with the affirmations and the really like simpler things that you teach of mindset and stuff that allows you to do that in your daily life and just really vision boards and focusing on what you want. And it really does happen. I mean, here we are just checking all the things off the list. Right. Well, which and, is amazing. And, and I, and I want to bring something up. So we were, we were talking before we got on the podcast. And so you know, in the first five months of 2023, you have as much business that you had in 2022, yeah. uh, a massive increase in business. And I know, and I, and I want to say this because when I coached you, when you were in our, when our coaching program and I'd coach you, we, I'd say, Hey, let's talk about your seller packet. Or let's talk about your buyer packet. Or let's talk about a fee investment schedule, or let's talk about putting a, a system in place for your referrals. And then a week later, we'd have a call and you go, Hey, I got it done. And here's what I did. And it's not perfect, but I think I'm going to use it and it's going to work. And, mm -hmm. and then we'd move on to the next thing. And what I found is that, and then you'd get business and you go, oh my gosh, this stuff works amazingly well. And then you systematize it. And the reason why I bring this up is because I have people that we work with that will, will talk about it. And then it'll be th two weeks later and they go, oh, I'm still working on that. Then we talk about it and they go, oh, well, I got busy and I'm not doing that. And so, so what motivated you to just say, I'm going to put this in place. I'm going to make it work. I mean, what's, what causes you to be able to do that so efficiently? Um, well, I will just say like coaching with you and I did that for at least a full year was really, really beneficial just to like, cause I've been to Ninja three times. So three different installations and people say, why have you been so many times? But there's so much information that comes at you. I had to go back two other times just to remember. And each time it was like a little bit that I would implement. And then when I started coaching with you, it was such a more detailed of like, I remember doing my seller's guide and it was articulate your value. And you helped me flesh out like the five things that I wanted to articulate and put that together. And so it was really this detailed of, okay, Ninja does this thing, like have a seller's guide, have a buyer's guide, have a system for your referrals and all these things, but coaching with you helped me dial in and really fine tune that stuff. So they really just worked hand in hand. And I would say I was coming up on my five-year anniversary of having my license and real estate can be taxing. I think, you know, 2020 and COVID and the market is constantly changing. And so we have to be prepared to be able to face any market and having these systems in place are how you make it through. So when my five-year anniversary was coming up, I was like, I either have to jump in all the way and do all these things, or, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it, to be honest, right. in real estate, because the market changes so quickly. And we saw that last year in June when interest rates went up, but here we go again, another curve, and you have to have your systems to be able to withstand all the stuff that happens. Absolutely. Well, and then, and so let's think about this. So then we talk about Ninja being a referral based business. So tell me a couple of stories because you have, you have captured clients that are outside your area that have never met you. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. 
So I actually, it's, I, and I just told you this, I'm like, I don't know how people really find me, but they find me on the internet and you're like, well, it's on the Ninja website. I was like, oh, that's why. (laughs) So funny. Like, it's not even something I'm like pushing or trying to like drive, but recently, I mean, in the last, what, two months, month, I've had an agent call me from Connecticut with clients and she found me on the Ninja website. And then another one from Reno, Nevada, Um, the one from Connecticut they're moving back to Utah and they had a family referral for an agent and reached out to that agent that was with a different brokerage. And from my client's mouth, they're like, he was terrible. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry, you know, and their agent had reached out. She's like, I had to get him a ninja. And so I had a conversation with them. She's like, Oh my gosh, you're amazing. And I talked to them. And the one thing I will say is I have a buyer, like I use the buyer's interview from Ninja, the 10 step buyer's interview. Like I have it dialed in. I have a Google slide, the like deck that I put together that follows each one of those steps. I love so whether I'm in person or on Zoom, that's what I use. And I've used that now for years. And they signed with me right away. They just went under contract here in Utah and are so happy and thrilled. And then, you know, I just had someone call me from Reno, Nevada. And they're moving back. He's like, you're a ninja. I had to find another ninja. And I'm like, how are all these people finding me? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so funny? Like, I just am so naive to it because I'm just working my business and I follow the ninja way. And so I interviewed them. And what was interesting was they said to me, well, we're going to interview some other agents. And I was like, okay. Like, it's so funny because in my head, I was kind of like, okay, good luck. Like, I don't know, like, they're not going to be as good as I am. And I can be that confident. And so they said, follow up with us in two weeks. So I was going to follow up with them in two weeks. I reached out. Well, they text me and they had a house they wanted to see here in Utah. And I was like, well, they're like, can you go see this house for us? And I was like, yeah, I would love to see that house for you, but you have to choose me as your agent. Right. I love it. I love it. You, you put the, took the power position. Absolutely. I don't have time to show people houses if I'm not going to be signed as their agent. And that's something that's really scary for new agents to say. Oh my gosh, I know. Because it's that scarcity mindset. Uh huh. They're like, oh, but they'll run away. But you stepping into that power and just saying like, I won't show you the house unless you sign this. I love it. They, they're like, we'll sign right now. So, <laughs> Well, and so apparently they did interview other people. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you showed up differently. Okay. So when I first talked to them and they said, this is what's interesting is when I, I set up a Zoom call with them, they were really busy that day. So I did the buyer's interview as best that I can in like 15 minutes. But mm-hmm. what you have to remember in the buyer's interview is there's two big fears of buyers that they pay too much and they miss out on anything. Right. So when I have to condense that, I'm like, look, my job here is to make sure you don't miss anything and that you don't pay too much. And when you say those things out loud to them, even if you miss everything else of like, you know, you're going to buy the cream puff house or do the happy dance. They hear that you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be here for you. Right. And I'm going to watch over you. You address their, their, their two biggest fears. Yeah just by saying that you're going to helps them. And then when we got off the phone, I knew that they were going to be interviewing other people. So I sent them a seller's guide. I have a buyer's guide and I sent them a business card and a handwritten note. And 
you know, in a package and I asked them for their home address. And she even said, she's like, thank you so much for sending that. And other agents don't do that. I know they don't. They don't do it at all. It's it's a very low percentage of agents that even have one ready to go, let alone have the ability to send it. Right. And I do that with my buyers here in Utah if I don't meet with them in person. But that's the thing. It's my system of like they get a handwritten note and they get a copy of my buyer's guide. And it just nobody does that. And I don't like I don't even know what that costs me. I mean, a couple bucks per client or something. Right. But people sign with me like right away. And so I'd sent them the buyer's guide and then they called and were like, will you show us this house? And I said, oh, I would love to. Oh my gosh, like such a beautiful home. But I won't do it until you sign the buyer broker agreement. And they're like, we'll sign it right now. <laughs> so I said, perfect. I'll schedule an appointment right now. And I actually did. And they had their sister meet me there. And we actually put in an offer. First house they saw put in an offer and got it accepted. So yeah, it's, it's the level it's, and I think this is the key is that when you, and I mean, you can talk about this, but you basically have just built systems and you have a process that you stick with and you have a level of confidence where you're showing up as being the trusted source and the advisor. And the other thing too, is I know that you don't waver. It's like, th this is not a negotiable thing. It's like, you know, here's my fee schedule, which one works for you. Hey, I have a buyer broker agreement. You need to sign it. Hey, we're yeah. going to go through my buyer process. Hey, we're going to go through a seller process. I mean, and I, th I think the one of the things that I, I noticed when we were coaching is that I love the fact that you just have that conviction, but the level of confidence that you show up with is so much greater than anybody else that they talk to where that equity that you build in the mind of that client is just immediate. Yeah, totally. It's so funny because, you know, I'm engaged to be married and um, I actually, he was a client of mine, <laughs> a real estate client. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing what comes from real estate. Yeah, but the reason why I'm bringing him up is because he said the thing that attracted to, like, that he finds most attractive in me was my confidence as a real estate agent. He's like, I, your confidence was incredible. The charts. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. But anyone can have that. It's not, it's not something, I mean... You can have that when you have your systems and you believe in yourself and you just trust taking that step of, I'm going to say this. And if they walk away from me, it's okay because my time is worth it. And what I bring to the table is valuable enough that it's okay for me to say this. And if they walk away from me, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm reading a book right now uh, called Manifest, which I highly recommend if you want a new book to read by Roxy, uh, Nafosi, I think her name, last name is, um, yeah. Nafosi or something like that. But anyways, what she talks about is, you know, we all we all vibrate on frequencies, yeah. and high frequencies and low frequencies. And one of the best things you can do to attract what you want into your life is by having a high frequency vibration. And that high frequency vibration comes from self-worth and confidence. Yeah. And, and what I love about it is the fact that you have this, you know, you can't be more successful than what you believe. Right, right. And the fact that you have this level of confidence and you show up with this mindset of abundance and this mindset of non-scarcity, you you keep attracting the right people into your life. And this is a classic example of that, right? Not only did you attract a client that, that you then are now engaged to, but the fact that that person said, wow, the fact that you were at that level of confidence was attracted was attracting me. Yeah, yeah. He definitely is like, 
just the way you were. He's like the way that you took control of the situation. He's like, it was really amazing. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh. Well, so, and and so how do you, so help for our listeners, right? So we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast and there's people out there right now, I got to admit that are struggling, you know, maybe they're in areas oh. where the market is down by 20, 30, 40% and they're, they're backpedaling or what do I do? Um, yeah. And, you know, and you've been doing this for five years, right? And yeah. so a lot of hard work and effort to get your systems where they are so that when these types of situations happen, you weather the storm. Um, but help our listeners understand, I mean, uh, you know, what, how did you get to the point where you are today so that you have that level of confidence? Um, so you and I talked before we got on this podcast too, it really is about getting your systems put together. So I took some like pretty detailed time at the end of last year. Um, again, cause I was like, man, I'm five years into this either I've got to make it happen or, you know, cause there's, it's almost like this place where you get to, it's like, am I going to keep going? Like, this is really hard. It's a lot of work, but so I wanted to, there were a few things that I had missing in kind of like my toolbox. One of those was like a really good referral program. So when people refer me and then another one was my, I did my buyer's interview, but I didn't have my buyer's guide done. Right. So I now have a buyer's guide. And just systematically, like the things I've done for five years, note cards, 100%, like two note cards a day, yep. make it happen. It's one of the easiest, easiest things you can do. Um, I would say that note cards. And I would say, um, I just was helping someone in my office, a new agent in my office who's struggling. I said, note cards, you've got to be active on social media. Yep. People have to see what you're doing. You cannot be a secret agent. And then um, phone calls and lunches. Yep. So those are things you can do regardless of where the market is and what's happening. Yeah, and if you do those things, yeah, right? go ahead. Consistently. Consistently. Like, do not stop doing those things. And so I was, you know, I had my stack of birthday cards that I was filling out one day and this new agent, she walks in, she's like, what are those? I'm like, these are the birthday cards for the week. She's like, you have that many? I'm like, yep. yep. And I send them every week. <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, you know? And she doesn't, she's not on social media at all. And I was like, I, like, you have to do something to show people you're in the market because if you don't, you will not, you won't be visible to anyone. Right, Exactly. Yeah. And You're so also competing, right? I mean, there's other agents that are out there that may be doing it more than you are. And, uh, you know, and so, so up your game, I love it. I think it was, um, it was Kobe Bryant. I was watching and he said, you know, he said, I get up in the morning, I go to practice and then I come home and I spend time with my kids and I get up mid morning and I go practice and I come home and have lunch with my kids. And then I go to lunch practice and I come home and I get my kids ready for their afternoon. And then I go to uh, late day practice then I go to night practice and he, and he said, you know what? I'm doing six practices a day. My competition may only be doing three and I'm yeah. widening the gap. Yeah. Right. I'm widening the gap. And I think something that's important for us to touch on or talk about here too, is you don't have to do things perfectly. Right. Meaning, I love that. meaning like I consistently send birthday cards or congratulation cards or thank you cards and sometimes I actually will end up sending a birthday card after someone's birthday. Maybe it's taboo, but I'm sending the card. And you know what? My buyer's guide, it's not perfect. If I could change it, I already have like 100 printed. I would, but I'm sending something. 
And with social media, there's so much going on in that world. And there's agents that do a lot of reels. And now they're like, have a lot of followers. I haven't had the time to put into that, but I post something. Yes, exactly. And and I love the fact that it, you it, you do something, you don't do it perfectly. Just, no. Just be consistent. Just step into that fear. You know, Ninja talks about like big things start happening on the edge of your comfort zone. Just do something like send the birthday card late or, you know, send an imperfect buyer's guide that has a spelling error in it or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, post something on social media that you sold a house who like, it doesn't have to be a real, it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to have the right hashtags. It just has to be something. Well, and you know what, and this comes this, you know, you're just reminding me because I was revisiting the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. And he says in there, he says, here's the deal. Average effort done consistently is way better than perfect effort done inconsistently. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that we have a lot of people that overthink it or they, oh my God, I couldn't do that or I can't do it perfectly. So I'm not going to do it at all. And they're getting beat by, right? They're getting beat by the people that are doing average effort consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once you do, I mean, and then you start to get to a place where you're better at it and it becomes more, you know, people look at it and they see it more and you do over time get better at things, you know, and you get your systems. Like I was talking about social media and reels and stuff. And I haven't jumped on that bandwagon just because I don't have time, but I'll post little stories in here on Instagram or Facebook. And I had actually a broker from another brokerage reach out to me yesterday. And she said, I've been following you for a while and I love your online presence. You seem so genuine. And if you ever want to work for a different brokerage, call me. <laughs> I was like, nice sales tactic. But she's like, you're just so genuine and you just are always so happy. And I'm like, I trust me, I'm not always happy, but yeah, it but, was something, you know. Well, and I see your stuff pop up all the time. I mean, it's it's either in the stories or the piece, the part that comes up. And, and what it does is it builds top of mind awareness, which is just like I said, you know, gosh, I got to reach out to Laura Ann because I'd love to get you back on the podcast because I just was seeing you check things off your life list and I've seen your production and what you've been doing. Um, and so but but it's that top of mind awareness, I think, that you're talking about is that the consistency, even though it's not perfect, it's that consistency. For sure. Consistency yeah. and like definitely your processes. And like you said, being undeniable, but that's also like being confident in yourself. Like with those buyers that were like, I'm interviewing all these other agents. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. But then when they came back to me, I was like, you have to sign with me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and here's, here's another question for you. So, um, you know, we'll have people that we're working with or coaching and they'll, they'll maybe see your story or they'll see somebody's story that's being really successful. And so, yeah, well, they just, they have it easy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or, you know, or they, yeah, you know, I'm not like them. So here, let me ask you this. Do you have ups and downs? Oh yeah. So how do you weather them? When, what allow, what are, what's the tactics or the, the strategies you use to weather those ups and downs? Um, gratitudes, right? Yep. Gratitudes every morning. I'll tell a little story. Last night I was meeting up with my fiance. We're doing some marriage prep classes mm -hmm. and I was meeting up with him and I had an agent call me for a transaction. She needs to extend the deadline again. And she already had one. <laughs> I actually like lost my mind. I was really upset at this agent. 
<laughs> I was like, absolutely not. Nope, yeah. you are not extending again. Because <laughs> it just been a really busy day. The day before I'd worked 11 hours. Like I'm not just sitting around having all of this stuff come to me. I literally like left my house at 8.30 in the morning and did not get home until 7.30 at night. And so we all lose our cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just, I came back to that age. I'm like, I'm sorry, I, lose my, I lost my cool. Let's work through this. She's like, I totally get it. And it was just coming back to that confidence again. I met with my fiance. We went out to dinner. Kind of detaching sometimes helps, you know, yes, like. I agree. Do something like we, some days we have really long days. I mean, an 11 hour day is pretty long. But then it's like, hey, I'm going to have dinner with my fiance and then I'm going to get back to it or I'm going to read a book or I think that night I came home and watched a TV show I like, you know, so you have to have the balance of doing something outside of work, which is something that Ninja teaches, right, is having that balanced life and we have processes so we can have that balanced life. So I hope that that answers the question. I also don't mean to talk about my fiance so much, but we've been planning a wedding, buying a house. We're getting two rental properties ready. We're taking a trip to Europe, like planning a honeymoon, all this stuff. And I finally said to him, I'm like, I love that we have all of these things that we're doing to build our life together. I need a date night. <laughs> I want a night. <laughs> exactly. Where we go out and we don't talk about our wedding. We don't talk about our new house that we're buying. We don't talk about our rental properties. We just spend time together, just you time and I. Each other. I love that. And he was like, okay. So <laughs> we did that last Friday and then, you know, back at it Saturday morning. Here we are, you know, at our new house and getting everything ready and doing all these things. But you have to have the balance and take, it's again, being brave and confident of like, I'm going to step away for an evening and everything's going to be fine. And that's part of mindset too, right? I, I agree. And, you know, and I, I, I talked about this uh, the other day in a warm up. Um, um, I was watching, uh, I was listening to a podcast and it was with, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was on uh, Mind Valley with Vision, but he was talking about, you know, uh, when we, when we catastrophize or we have spiral out of control thinking, or when we feel like we're overwhelmed, the problem is, is we're way too busy and we don't give our brain the ability to solve a problem. Your brain can't solve a problem when it's in the, what's in the, in, you know, the heat of the moment. Yeah. So whether you're planning this or planning that, or we're doing this, or we're talking about all these things, your brain is just can only focus on that one thing. We can't multi multitask. And as soon as we give ourselves uh, a relief, right? Like, you, you know, you release the, the pressure, turn the valve and you just are calm. We're, so maybe that's a date night where we're just enjoying each other and having dinner. Your brain all of a sudden has the ability to rest a little bit and mm -hmm. then it has the ability to solve. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you get ideas or you go, we could do this or we could do that. But so many times what I find is that people don't build that into their schedule. And I love the fact that you said, hey, we got to have a date night, whether it's, hey, I'm going to take a full day off or I'm going to take a weekend off every month or I'm going to take a full week off every quarter or I'm just going to have downtime at least twice a week. Yeah. We don't give ourselves that grace. And if you don't, uh, it's very, very difficult to weather the storm. Absolutely. And you'll drive yourself into the ground worrying about things you can't control. Oh my gosh, yes. And just keeping that abundant mindset. That's something this year. I mean, I've had agents in my office that came to me and were like, all of the mortgage companies are going to go out of business and 
all the appraisers are going to go out of business and, you know, all of this doomsday stuff that's happening. And I literally had to walk away. It just walked away. I went into my office and I was like, <laughs> la, 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 la. Yeah, right. <laughs> because I'm here to work and I'm going to work. So you guys can sit over here in this, what's going to happen with the base collapsing and all these things and interest rates are high. I'm going to come over here and work. Yes. I'm going to work. I'm going to focus on my processes. I'm going to focus on being present. And that's what I'm going to do. Well, and, and, you know, and I love this because it's, it's, um, I like to call it perspective, right? And when you look at problems, problem or the problem is typically 1%. Uh, mm -hmm. 99% is the perspective you give the challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many times what we'll do is we'll get into that world of the what ifs and all of a sudden we spin out of control as opposed to change your perspective. So the fact that, you know what? So yeah, so maybe we're going to have less, less lenders and maybe we're going to have less appraisers. But the fact of the matter is the ones that are great, those are the ones I'm going to be working with. Yeah, absolutely. Change your perspective. If that's the case, we work through it and we learn how to take care of people because people need to move. Yes. And people are moving. And something that's interesting in my own personal life, I bought a house in 2020 and got a really great price and a great low interest rate. And I just bought a house again a month ago. <laughs> and my right. interest rate is not the same. Well, and you know what happened is we talked about this. The market is not determined by uh, by interest rates and the stock market. The market is determined by human need. Yep. And life change. And so you are engaged, getting married, and you have a life need. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the list that you look at to see, like, who could potentially need to buy a house? I was on that list, right? Yeah, you answered a bunch of yeses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a bunch of yeses. Yeah, so it's just being in the market and just keeping your head down and keep working and don't be afraid and be confident and have systems and processes that are fail-proof, right? Yeah. And if someone chooses not to work with you, then that's fine. Like, you know, let them walk away. That is really rare for me. I know that sounds really arrogant, but like it is when someone's like, no, we're going to go with someone else. I like, that might have happened to me last year, I think was the last time, last summer, I think. Well, and I think, the and, and I don't think I know, um, from, from coaching with you and knowing you, you have systems and processes in place and you vibrate at such a frequency that you're attracting the type of clients and the type of customers into your life that you want. And so it's joyful to work with them. And, and, and frankly, the people that probably you would never want to work with aren't attracted to you. No. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have time for them. Right. You don't have time for them. Yeah. And so, yeah, mostly, and people that reach out to me, if they're not like a broker to broker, someone that's a, like stranger to me, I mean, I convert them pretty, like my conversion, again, my conversion rate of people that reach out is probably 99%. Um, but also like people will reach out to me and they already know they want to work with me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. People that know me personally, I mean, I'll get people from Facebook or whatever that follow me and that know me, you know, but we're not like running the same circles or anything. That's happened a number of times this year already too. Like, Hey, where you want to buy a house? Can you help us? Hey, I need to sell my house. Can you help me? Hey, I'm getting evicted. Can you help me? So. 
Well, and, and my takeaway, and I mean, for the people listening to this podcast, because obviously we do this podcast because I want to help other people uh, increase their life, their work-life balance to the level that you have, and to also understand that we're all human, we all have challenges, and everybody has ways of working through it. But what I want people to hear is, um, you know, I've learned from working with you is that you do the work, you work hard, and the payoff is big. And a lot of times we'll have people say, well, you know, it's they'll blame it on other things. They'll blame it on the market. They'll blame it on their office. They'll blame it on their brokerage. They'll blame it on this. And, and what I really want to say as the coach is, hey, you look in the mirror. Yep, you're absolutely. The, you're the problem, right? Yep. Your biggest competition is the person you're looking at every single morning because here's the thing. You know what to do. You're just not willing to do it. Yeah. You know, when I was first an agent, and it's hard to get into real estate and get a really good clientele and systems, um, I would kind of have some down days in the beginning. And now yeah. I just have days when I'm annoyed. And I <laughs> <laughs> like last night when I was like, absolutely not. Just upset. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, wow, just close. Like, gosh. Um, but I used to write to myself. And it was an affirmation and I would write, I mean, this was in like my first year, first two years, I would say I'm the most capable person I know. And so it just gave me this confidence of like, I am absolutely going to figure whatever I have to, I'm going to figure out whatever I need to, to make this work. Yes. I love it. Well, here, and here's what, 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 you know what, if you want to bet on somebody, bet on yourself because it's the yeah. one you have total control over. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember, I remember writing that down so many times and I would just read it over and over and over again when you're like, is this ever going to work? Am I ever going to get to a place where I'm good and I'm confident and I can, you know, run circles around everyone else and yeah, you get there. But, you know, three years ago, me was like, I'm the most capable person I know. I'm the most capable person I know. No one can do this better than me. Well, and I love it because that's the second step of manifesting. If you think about manifesting anything in your life, you just, you just, you just gave us the second step. And the second step is removing doubt and fear. And the one way you remove doubt and fear is what you do is you start believing in you and you really get control of your thoughts and your words, mm -hmm. right? Because, because your non-conscious brain is just running off of your conscious thoughts. And so if your conscious thought is, well, I'm new and I'm not good at this, I'm new, I'm not good at this then your non-conscious brain says, we better prove to you that you're new and you're not good at this. Right. Yeah. And then that's the, that's the narrative that you carry with you versus you say, even though you're not there yet, you, you say, you know, I don't say fake it till you make it, face it till you make it. But you say, hey, I'm the most confident person I know and I can do this. I'm the most confident person I know and I can do this. You're controlling your thought. You're controlling your narrative and your non-conscious brain says, wow, we better prove to you that you're the most confident person you know, and then you can handle this. Yeah. There's another, uh, absolutely. Like you can handle it. It was interesting because I, at that time I went to another agent in my office and she had had her license for quite a while too. And she was also struggling. And I actually told her, I'm like, you're the most capable person I know. That same verbiage I used for her. And she was like, oh my gosh, it just like kind of breaks you out of this mind fog that you can get in. Um, and then there's this other little saying I like to use that everything is figure outable. I don't even know if figure outable is a word. Well, let's call it a word. I like it. Figure outable. But we can figure stuff out. I mean, whatever that looks like. 
And sometimes I talk to my clients and we have to have really critical conversations. I often will say, worst case scenario. Yes. Like with my clients yesterday that I had to go back and be like, hey, the buyers want to extend again. You know, I say worst case scenario, they cancel and we have to go back on the market because it's a listing. And always like having the confidence to have that conversation with your clients is something that has changed in me in the last year too, is I had to realize that things are happening in the market are not my fault as an agent. Yeah, it's it's not you. It's the market that we're in. I, I love that. And I think the other piece too is that, you know, when we think about the type of, you know, when you're an advisor, your job is to advise good or bad. Mm-hmm. That, that, and, you know, and if I'm a real estate advisor, I advise good or bad. If I'm a salesperson, bad's not fun for me because it means that I can't sell. And so it's a, it's a shift in mindset and a shift in perspective to say, I'm an advisor and I don't control the market. The market happens the way it happens. My job is to help you navigate whatever comes our way. And it's yep. figure outable. Yep. It's figure outable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. But we have to be able to have those conversations and take ourselves out of it and our fear that might be in that, you know, like, gosh, but if we have to cancel and go back in the market, I'm not going to get paid for this many more days or whatever it is. We have to just guide our clients and put them first and talk about worst case scenarios. Yeah. Or we shift the perspective and say they are so confident in me and they love me so much because I'm so honest with them that they're going to give me two more referrals. And we yeah. go back on the market. But guess what? I'm going to get two more referrals from them. And that's really where I want to focus my energy and my effort in doing the best that I can for them. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I love it. I love it. So so last question here. So you you mentor agents. I mean, you help them. Um what do you think some of the biggest challenges are right now that you're seeing the agents are having where, where, you know, uh, they need some direction? What, I mean, what, what do you see? What do you, what do you see with your agents? I see that new agents don't do enough. <laughs> I, I, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that they, they, they live in fear of like, I'm going to become across as a salesperson or I can't tell this person what to do. Um, one of the agents I mentor, you know, she has a fear. She lets her clients, oh yeah, you need to choose an inspector. Well, how are they going to choose an inspector? Right. Like, you've got to guide them and help them. And they are like, when I was a new agent, I worked a lot. I did open houses. I did sales meetings. I went to tours. I constantly, and I see new agents not put in enough work, but then saying they want more work and you have to work to get work. And then as a new agent, you kind of feel lost as to how to set up systems. That's why Ninja is so great because I wouldn't have known how to put together a buyer's interview in my first nine months. I didn't know, but I could take those 10 buyer step and the 16 step sellers process and I could regurgitate that. Exactly. And well, so and and not, I think not overthinking it. I think that's the other key piece too, is that you know what? The stuff works, it's based in science. Just take it and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> well, and and also guess what? You got a coach. Yeah, I did. Yep. I coached with you for I mean, in my first five years, I went to Ninja three times and coached with you for a year. 
exactly. And a lot of people are like, I can't afford that. I can't do it. And I just always considered it like an investment in my own business. And well, and the thing I loved about, I think we even had this conversation at one time is that there's two different ways of looking at spending money. You can say, what's it going to cost me? Or what am I going to get a, or how am I going to get a return? Yeah. And I think that, you know, your perspective was, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get a return. It's not, this is what it cost me. And is it wasted money? It's I'm going to invest this, this amount of money because it's going to give me this level of return. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's hard when you're brand new, when you're, you know, you're fighting to make it and maybe your, your reserves or, or what you have is not quite there. But, you know, uh, I always know this too, and this is something that uh, I've learned in my life. And I was, I was grateful to have parents that told me the same thing. They said, you know what, anything that's scary and difficult has a phenomenal return if oh, yeah. you're willing to face it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would, it is scary out there and you feel um, when you're first starting, you know, you feel not as good as other people, but you have such each of us, like as humans, you know, we all have a unique set of skills that we bring and we will attract our people. We'll attract the clients that are best suited for us. And you have to believe in that. Yes. And you have to believe in yourself of like, why did you decide to get into real estate? Like, what was the purpose of that? And it, it's amazing. There's an amazing return, even emotionally of having your clients be so happy and you get them through tough situations and they trust you and you can be their sounding board. It really is amazing work, but just believing in yourself and believing that your skill set and your habits and abilities will are right for the people that need to come to you. And that's unique for you. And it doesn't matter where you are in your real estate career. Believing in that will go a really long way. You're the most yep. capable person and everything's figure outable. And lo and behold, uh, you might run into your significant other. You might run into your significant <laughs> other, which happened to you recently too, Mr. Fanning. It did. And I'm so, I'm so incredibly happy and excited. Stevie is amazing. And thank yeah. you. for Yeah. It's it, same. I mean, when you resonate at that, at that, at that level uh, and how you show up, it's amazing the people you attract into your life. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. It is it's a good year to get married, huh? Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> it is an awesome year. It's an uh, awesome year to get married. You know, I, Laura, I got to tell you, it's always so delightful to have these conversations with you because uh, you have, you do have a great energy and you do have a lot of insight and you've been successful in the five years you've been doing this. And, and I also know that uh, this helps a lot of people. So my question for you, if somebody wanted to reach out and just learn more about what you do or how you do it, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, they can email me is probably the best. And I actually do have quite a few people email me from these podcasts. I'm always happy to help. So email me. My email address is Lara Ann. So it's L-A-U-R-A-N-N at winwinutah.com. Um, it's probably the best way. And you could, yeah, that's the best way. I was going to say text or call, but an email will be the best way and I'll respond the fastest. I love it. I remember when I first met you uh, and I was with Doug Simcock and we were having an argument over how to pronounce your name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a constant in my life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so for those, those again, it's L-A-U-R-A-N-N at win, W-I-N, Utah.com. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And um, I always know you're always reading great books. Any great book you're reading right now? 
Oh, I'm just reading fantasy books right now. Oh, well, good. Uh, give yourself your mind a rest, right? I'm giving my mind a rest. The books are by Sarah J. Mass. She's actually one of my favorite authors. Um, and it's a, it's a trilogy. Oh, cool. Sarah J. Mass, M-A-S-S? Yep. No, M-A-A-S. M-A-A-A-S. Oh, got it. Okay. Sarah M-A-A-S. Yep. She, yeah, they're all kind of like mm, mystery and stuff like that. She's one of my favorite authors. That's awesome. And and you still have your goats, I take it? Guess what? I sold my goats. Oh, I'm sorry. I am too, but you know, this marriage thing is changing all my life. <laughs> and <laughs> the goats cannot, the goats are not allowed at my new house. And oh, they so were cute goats. They're adorable. I did have goats, and but we're going to get a dog. They had cute names too. Mary and Edith. That's right. Mary and Edith. Oh, I love it. I love they it. They live with another family now. Oh, well, well, you know, <laughs> things, things, things come and go. They do. <laughs> well, hey, Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah. like always, we want to always end these podcasts by uh, thanking our listeners. And if you like what you heard today, please feel free to share this. Also, if you have ideas or concepts that you'd like us to dive deeper into, please reach out to me directly at fanning at whenever.com. And uh, if you feel like you have some great content you'd like to share on our podcast, I'd love to talk with you. So reach out to me as well. And then we always like to end these by saying, be awesome and help somebody make it a great day. And again, Laura Ann, thank you so much. Yeah, it's good to talk to you always. And we'll catch up soon. Okay, thanks, Laura Ann. Okay, bye-bye. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.